Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and my little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Episode 16, mm-hmm. Enzyme Action. So this is the first in maybe three episodes about enzymes. Okay. So we're going to start off with like just basically how enzymes work, what we call induced fit for enzyme action. Which is induced a, fit. Induced fit, which is a bit of an extension on the lock and key stuff that we've talked okay. about before. And um, we're also going to talk about properties of enzymes mm-hmm. and how that relates to its function in terms of its tertiary structure, which will sort of take us back to our protein episode a little bit. So what are your thoughts on enzymes to start off with? What do you know about them? What can you remember about them? What do they do? Did we already do something on enzymes? Not really. I was just enzymes. wanted to know if you remember anything about no. it. Do, do you know anything about the word enzyme? No. So I want to start with sort of two quite major but basic facts about enzymes. Okay. okay? So we call enzymes uh, biological catalysts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? No. No. So it means that they speed up biological chemical reactions. So you can get chemical catalysts so they're chemicals that you add to reactions and it makes them happen faster and then enzymes are biological versions of that in our bodies that and every reaction in our body has an enzyme or many or even some enzymes depending on the process that ensures that that happens fast really the main reason that we have them is so that the reactions happen in our at our body temperature they don't have to happen any higher so all our reactions, so respiration, digestion, all those things, mm-hmm. even photosynthesis in plants, all those things, they all have enzymes which make them happen that little bit faster. Okay. Or a hell of a lot faster. Right. And then enzymes, they don't get altered in their action. So they just are supporting the reaction. They don't get used up. They just stay unaltered so that they can be repeatedly reused all the time and okay. recycled. Where do they come from? Well, they're proteins. Which was my next, okay. my next fact. Your body makes them okay. out of the amino acids you eat. So, secondly, enzymes are proteins. They're called globular proteins. Glob. Yeah. Imagine that, what that word means. Like, you know, what a glob looks like. You know, mm-hmm. that they're liquidy. Like that episode of Doctor Who with Peter Kay. Which was the one where he was like a disgusting he alien. He people into his body. Oh, okay. And then when he um, melted, he was like a big glob on that. Yeah, glob. that's right. Yeah. Melted stuff, yeah. Right, so proteins are polymers. Yes. Yeah, so long chains of repeating units. Those repeating units... And they're on their own, they're monomers. On, on their own, the monomers are amino acids. Okay. So a, pri- a protein's primary structure is the sequence of those amino acids in a straight chain. Yeah. So whatever order they come in. Got it. The secondary structure is when they coil into an alpha helix. Yeah, and then a, there's a tertiary... An, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you can have alpha helix or beta pleats. Bonds start to form between amino acids in the sequence 
pulls it into a coil or it pulls it into like a fold mm -hmm. so you get the, the pleats yeah yeah and then the tertiary is when it continues to fold or continues to coil it was like the um you said it was like into the, a um, 3d the structure the phone yeah like, and then that against that yeah so yeah. it's if you yeah you take your, your phone coil like the wire from your phone mm -hmm. and then you um so this is a landline phone landline <laughs> not a mobile phone so not so a, a phone where that still has a cord that is coiled so that would be already the the primary the, the secondary structure and then the tertiary structure is if you folded yeah. that on itself more and that forms a 3d structure mm -hmm. which in enzymes is really important because that becomes what we call its active site yes okay and that's like the key yeah that's like the the lock yeah, if, you, if you're unsure about any of that, go back to uh, our episode on proteins. I'm not sure what number it is, but you'll find it on... It's called Proteins. Yeah, you'll you'll find it wherever you are listening to us right now. So we've got that active site, which is the special shape in the enzyme, like what we just said, refers to that. So that will be specific to the substrate. So whatever it, it's going to bind to, we'd call it substrate. So whatever it was going to break down or whatever it was going to build mm -hmm. up is called it substrate. So... The active site and the substrate are complementary to each other. And when they fit together, that forms a enzyme-substrate complex. So the active site is the functional bit of an enzyme. Mm -hmm. It's the only bit that it needs, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but the obviously it's important that it has the right sequence so that the right bonds form so that that active site forms in the right shape. Otherwise it won't work. Let's next talk about why enzymes speed up reactions. Okay, so we're kind of going back to that original point that we've made about them being biological catalysts, and we're going to explain sort of roughly why. Have you ever heard of activation energy? No. No. So this can be in chemistry as well. It's quite a big base, sort of a foundation thing in, in, in chemistry that you have to understand. It's also a part of this particular, because this is biochemistry. So it's quite important here. When molecules or particles react with each other, so when they want to form compounds, yeah, or when they yeah. want to form enzyme substrate complexes. A compound is two elements together. Yeah, so, so two or more elements chemically bonded. I know something. <laughs> for, that, for that bond to form, the particles have to actually physically collide with each other. Do you understand that? Yeah. Yeah? If they don't have enough energy to collide... They just bounce off. They would literally bounce away and they won't react. Mm -hmm. They have to collide with enough energy so that the atoms are rearranged and mm -hmm. a bond will form and the electrons will be rearranged and that sort of yeah. thing needs to happen. So we call that our activation energy. Okay. Where does it get the energy to do that? It, it's, it's actually energy that the particles have and it usually comes from heat. That that's and that's important. That's an important point that I'm going to sort of make in a minute. Um, if they're hot enough, they'll have enough energy to move quite quickly, and then when they do collide, they will have enough energy to react with each other and okay. turn into a compound or turn into something else. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, like you said, if they don't have enough force, if they don't have enough energy when they collide, they'll just bounce off each other and they won't have reacted. And they won't have formed any product. They mm -hmm. will just have literally stayed as they were. So activation energy. So we call that the minimum amount of energy needed to activate a reaction. So it's basically the minimum amount of energy needed for the particles to collide with so that they react and actually don't just bounce off each other. And then they'll, that will change the arrangement of all the electrons so that they'll actually bond. So enzymes 
how they actually work, and I will explain in more detail how they do this later, this episode, they lower the amount of activation energy that the particles need to collide with in order to react. That's a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. Oh, okay. Because actually that means that reactions can happen at our body temperature as opposed to needing it to be higher, like hotter. Okay. So that's why enzymes are really important in our body. So that all the reactions that are happening in our body will happen quite quickly. Uh-huh. Otherwise they wouldn't happen much. There is a graph that goes along with this. It's a, it's a fairly standard energy diagram. I'm going to show Sarah the the diagram that goes with today's episode. Again, you find a version of this at... Um, teachmescience.co.uk. Thank you, teachmescience.co.uk. Um, if, but if you have very similar diagrams in your textbooks, don't worry. But we do give you these resources so that you can add notes to them as you're listening. Okay? Mm-hmm. So and you might in, not have a, a book. What if you haven't got a book? And if you haven't got a books and things like that, then that's fine. But some people don't. Oh, um, you can Google it. Yeah, but you're never going to get the the right detail for the for what you actually need for the oh, exam. Okay. You'll always get more detail than you need, uh-huh. and it and you're learning stuff you don't need. Okay, so this is a fairly standard energy diagram. So you can see up the side, energy, free energy. Yeah, so energy the particles have, this free energy they have, and then time during the reaction. So this is as the reaction is taking place. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can see that the substrate has a higher energy level than the products at the end level. but the graph line has to go up before it comes down because you have to put that energy in for the reaction to take place and then it goes and down. then it goes down so that so the top line is what would normally be needed and then the underneath line is actually what an enzyme would allow so you can energy see level. you need less energy to go into the reaction with an enzyme right. you still end up at the same point at the end mm-hmm. And again, they're used in chemistry quite a lot to show energies and reactions and things like that. Okay, let's now talk about an enzyme's action. Okay, Okay. so actually physically what it does, not just saying, oh, they fit together and it's all well and good, because it's not quite as easy as that at A level. So we've talked about the lock and key model before. So the enzyme is the lock, the substrate is the key that you're putting into that lock. They're the same shape. Or they're complementary, not not the same shape, but they are complementary to each other so that they fit together nicely and that enzyme will only ever fit to that substrate. They are specific to each other. So we've got that idea of that lock and key. But actually, more recently, it's thought that they're not as complementary at the start as people think. So scientists have found evidence that actually shows that the active site maybe changes shape ever so slightly as the substrate draws near or... Perhaps even that the enzyme only forms its active site when the substrate is okay. nearby. Yeah. It's still specific to that substrate, but possibly that it doesn't actually form until then. Or that it is formed, so it is like a little depression in the enzyme, but it has to change slightly just to fit that substrate ever so perfectly and tightly. Yeah. And we call that induced fit. It's kind of this sort of understanding that when that happens... So when the um, when the active site moulds around the substrate, it puts pressure on the substrate and it distorts it a little bit. And it okay. sort of distorts certain bonds in it, depending on what it is. So that when the reaction actually takes place with that substrate, whatever reaction it actually is, you don't need as much energy because some of the bonds are already bent or distorted so you don't need as much energy to break them because they're already kind of on their way way to being broken so that's why the activation energy is considered to be lower because the bond energy that you need is already is that why it's already done easier with 
An enzyme? Yeah. Okay. So we call that induced fit. So it moulds around the substrate, puts pressure on the substrate, bends or distorts its bonds ever so slightly, so that when it comes to actually breaking those bonds, they're, they're already halfway there, and you don't need as yeah. much energy to do it. And that is it. But I do have a quick picture just to show you that kind of hopefully make that so that you've got something to look at so it's not just like i am better with diagrams yeah i know so the substrate and the enzyme yep there's the active site in the first diagram now you can see that the substrate and the active site are similar in terms of their complementariness but that's a bit more pointy yeah that's That's a a bit more round so that's going to need to slightly change Uh yeah and in doing so We'll put pressure on it, slightly change it a little bit, and then it breaks it apart. So this is a, a breaking apart enzyme okay, as opposed to a building up enzyme. So the point of that enzyme is to break up substrates. Or build them up. Is that the only thing that they do? Because there'd probably be another enzyme that would put them back together if it was needed. But why does that happen anyway? Is that the monomer polymer thing? Yeah, it's a bit like the monomer poly- polymer thing because... If you want, if you have a polymer that you and you, you want to break that down to its monomers, an enzyme is going to it do would do that. it like that. Yeah. And if you were building it up into polymer again, it, it would do it with that. It would do it again. Those two pieces would go into the active site, and then the reaction would take place that puts them back together again. And there you go. There's your your new info. Okay, and then next week we'll look at the effects of different factors on it. Like what happens if we change the temperature? What happens if we change the concentration of different parts? That sort of thing. Okay. Do some questions. Yes. I found four questions. Not four questions. I'm gonna do four okay, questions. Let's do it. You know, because you only you only had two last week, so uh-huh. I feel like you need <laughs> more questions this week. <laughs> Plus, it is more difficult, so it is worth going through. Just a couple more questions, okay? Mm-hmm. Describe the induced fit model of enzyme action. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A Little Bit de Todo is a podcast about a little bit of everything for curious minds of all ages. I'm Christina, and you can tune in every weekday to learn about things like Cinco de Mayo, Chihuahuas, and volcanoes in Latin America. Episodes are bite-sized, 10 minutes long or less, and always Latin American related. Subscribe and follow A Little Bit de Todo podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It goes in. Describe, okay, so the enzyme, this is the sort of thing where I wouldn't know how to write it down. You know, like I say, okay, so you've got the enzyme, and then the substrate goes in and the enzyme changes shape for the substrate to go in. Okay, so what part actually changes shape? The active side. The active side, okay. Is it complementary to start with? Yes. No. Yes. It's not exact, is it? But you spent the whole time saying that it was complementary. (laughs) It is complementary, but do you remember like, the pointy bit and the round yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it just slightly needs to change. Okay. Yeah. So it's so, not complementary. Well, when they're fitted together, it is. they are. Okay. But before okay. they react, they're not in the induced fit model. So you would have to say they're not complementary to each other. Right. At so at the moment. Yeah. So before the reaction, active site and substrate are not complementary. Then what? Then they go together. So they bind. And then. It changes shape. So the active site. The active site. Changes shape. Yeah. And then reaction, whatever. Yeah. So you would get two marks for that. And okay. you could also, there's another mark for talking about the stress and the distortion or the bending of the bonds in the substrate. Okay. Okay, yeah, the bonds. You yeah. might have gone on to say that in an exam, mm-hmm. perhaps. 
But essentially, induced fit just means that they're not complementary. They're not exactly complementary at the start, before the reaction. But as they bind together, the active site has to change shape to almost mould around that substrate. Is that okay? Yeah. So you're kind of learning how to answer the questions as well as um, sort <laughs> yeah. of like how, what knowledge do I need? What specific terminology what should I use? Say, yeah. yeah. You can't really say the enzyme, you have to say the active site and that sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Question two is a three marker. Okay. Explain how the shape of an enzyme molecule is related to its function. So each enzyme, active site, each enzyme is for one particular molecule. Is molecule yeah, yeah, right but word? say substrate. Substrate. It's yeah. for one, it's for a particular substrate. Yeah. And the shape goes with one I don't, I don't know i don't know i can't say okay. you can say no you can so what what is it you've already said that it's got to be a specific shape yeah okay so it has to be specific and in that sense has to be complementary to a substrate so Did you get three marks out of that well the mark scheme says to start with it says specific 3d or tertiary structure or shape so it's relating it back to the actual protein okay. yeah structure as well as sort of the active site, would have a, a complementary shape to a substrate and then the substrate can bind to that active site. That, they, yeah. that was the mark scheme. You're struggling more with this one. Yeah. yeah. But it's just because of the terminology that you need. And a lot of enzyme questions can turn out, if you practice them enough, can kind of turn out to be almost like rote learning because if you get the right question, it's the same answer every time. Okay. Yeah. Question three. Right. This is like more of a context to it. Okay. okay. Maltose is hydrolyzed by the enzyme maltase. Explain why maltase, which is the enzyme, catalyzes only this reaction. Maltose is a disaccharide. Maltose is two glucose molecules. Maltase comes along, snips them. What's maltase? It's an enzyme. Okay. Yeah? So instead of just saying substrate enzyme, we're actually naming specific substances. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it could read... A substrate is hydrolyzed by the by an enzyme, yeah. but we're just giving them names. Hydrolyzed. So you had condensation reactions yeah. and hydrolysis <laughs> reactions. Which one of those two breaks down the polymers into the monomers? Condensation. No, hydrolysis. So in that sentence, it's saying a substrate is broken down by an enzyme. Why is maltase the only enzyme that can do that job? Because it's the only one that fits. The only what? It's the only substrate that fits with the enzyme. Yeah, but you need to be more specific. What is it in the enzyme? That it's the only en active site. Right. So you need to talk about active site to get the marks. Okay. If you don't talk about active site, you won't get any marks. Okay. So you can't be vague and waffly <laughs> about the enzyme. You can't just say, oh, it's the only thing that fits in fin fits in it. Yeah, wouldn't the examiner go, she knows, no. tick. No. What? <laughs> this is A-level. The active site is what? I don't know. Talk about how its shape is very specific. Complementary. Right. Okay. So, so the it's complementary. So it, so it has a specific shape. So your first piece. mark your first mark has to be that an active site has a specific shape. Yep. Or tertiary structure or 3D structure. Or you can also say that the active site is complementary to the substrate or maltose because that's the named substrate in the question. Only what can fit in that active site? Maltese. Maltose. Maltose. There's no such disaccharide as Maltese. You're thinking of Maltese as again. 
Only maltose will bind or fit Maltes. to that active site. Okay. That's your second mark. Okay, and what do they form when they do that? Enzyme substrate. Uh, Enzyme substrate. It begins with a C. Catalyst. No. Oh, it ends with an X. Complex. <laughs> complex i'm never gonna remember okay that. so when the enzyme and the substrate are bound together they are an enzyme substrate complex this is hard work today sorry it? no not <laughs> not because of you it is because it's not of because me. of you because <laughs> it's a question because these are questions that ask you to draw on proteins knowledge as well as fresh in new knowledge about enzymes it's it is difficult okay yeah and do you remember what I was saying about how the questions need answers that are have language and terminology that is very specific and that you can't be waffly? I've just said it. Yeah. That's where the practice needs to come in, especially with questions like this. For that question, so maltase is hydrolyzed by an enzyme maltase. Explain why maltase is the only enzyme that can do that job. So Active site. Active site is complementary to the substrate or has a specific shape. Only maltose can fit to it. To form an enzyme substrate complex. Complex, yeah. Five marker for your final God, question. I'm giving up now. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? No. In humans, the enzyme maltase... Oh, here we go again. <laughs> ...breaks down maltose to glucose. This takes place at normal body temperature. Explain why maltase only breaks down maltose... And allows this to re reaction to take place at normal body temperature. Because of the enzyme. <laughs> five marks. Because of the enzyme, five marks. Why does maltose, on, maltase only break down maltose? Because of the active site. Okay, and what it about fits it? it's complementary with the maltose. Well done. So we're going to need a little bit more detail on that. Where? But that you've done perfect. really well. <laughs> so you've from from the previous question, you have took that language yeah. and you have put it into this answer. Yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously learned something from that process. Yeah. Okay. So you have talked about the active site being complementary to maltose or it only fitting to maltose. Okay. And well because done. of the enzyme. Like a lock and key sort of thing. The enzyme reduces. Reduces what? The time it takes. Not the time. For the, the, the amount of... Well, it does reduce the time, but why? Because of the temperature. Right, and what is it about that? What What is it reducing? What is it lowering so that the reaction can take place at that lower temperature? Can't remember. Activation energy. So as the time went on, as the reaction went on, you could see two lines. And when it was enzyme, it was a bit lower. It was lower. It was a, a lower activation energy that needed to go in to end up at the same point anyway with the products. One mark for saying that the active site is complementary to the maltose, or that they fit together. What this question's also asking is for a description of induced fit, but it's not specific. So, you so probably... if I literally just wrote induced fit, would I get a mark? No, you'd need to just say active site changes slightly to fit okay. around the maltose. Then it lowers the activation energy by forming... What do they form? When they're together, what do they form? Complex. Subst substrate complex. Com substrate complex. Yeah. And then at the beginning, it was just looking for that kind of, you've got a tertiary structure or a 3D shape of the enzyme to start with. Tertiary structure or 3D shape of enzyme, which forms the active site, which is complementary to the maltose, has to slightly change its shape to mould itself around that maltose, puts pressure on the bonds, therefore lowers the activation energy by forming the enzyme substrate complex. 
there was me thinking you'd get this quite easily because but then you, it's always the opposite to what i think yeah the harder stuff you're like yeah get it <laughs> this is the answer Love these it. are the answers <laughs> them out. and then this time it's like okay no there's people literally listening to this guy she's such an idiot not at all not at all <laughs> The wider reading for November was the, the online magazine Catalyst. So obviously just Google search Catalyst magazine. It's it's by a, uh, a, a company called STEM Learning. So again, you could look on their website and find it. It's issue 38 out at the moment. It is just a really good magazine in terms of it being aimed at 11 to 19 year olds. So it is specifically aimed at school aged people like yourself who need that extra push, that little bit more something, you know, something to read around and that wider reading for that synoptic essay and that sort of thing so just have a little look the latest episode has some actually quite interesting articles there is a a really good article about the mitochondria obviously that's going to be massively important in biology at a level because it's a, a cellular organelle the organelle carries out respiration you're going to do respiration in year 13 it's really important that you have a little look at that and then there's also an article which i thought was really interesting about um new research looking at ways to treat multiple organ failure so if you have been in some kind of trauma so some kind of accident or something and you've got some initial injuries that you're suffering and you're having treatment for that you're trying to recognize the signs to predict whether a person is going to go into multiple organ failure in order to try and sort of not cure it but deal with it and sort of save more lives mm. so I thought it was, was, was interesting have a little look should I do my roundup? yeah, yeah enzymes are globular proteins glob and biological catalysts meaning they speed up the rate of chemical reactions in the body by binding to their specific substrate due to the specificity of their tertiary structure or active site. Enzymes are unaltered by their action and can be used again and again. They only fit or bind to one substrate due to the complementary nature of the enzyme's active site and the substrate. Activation energy is the minimum amount of energy needed to activate a reaction. Enzymes work by lowering the amount of activation energy needed, therefore reactions can happen at lower temperatures, and therefore the rate is increased. It is believed that the activation energy is lowered due to the pressure and strain put on the substrate when the enzyme binds to it due to the induced fit model. This model suggests the enzyme's active site is not complementary completely until it starts to bind and the active site changes shape slightly to mould around the substrate, therefore puts some strain on the substrate, distorting and bending some of the bonds in the substrate, therefore lowering the activation energy needed to break the bonds. Any takeaways? Yes, my first one is melted chocolate and prawn cracker don't go together. I almost vomited. <laughs> That's a takeaway of your weekend, but it's not necessarily a takeaway for this episode. Good advice, though. Mm-hmm. And apparently, and I didn't try it, but Maisie said cheesy Dorito and melted chocolate do go together. Got any takeaways about the episode? About this? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, active site. Always mention it. Never forget it. Yeah. If you're struggling with this, Definitely go over the protein episode again, because I should have. And the active site is complementary to the specific substrate. Well done. Yeah. The struggle is real, by the way. (laughs) Uh, She has really struggled with this. I'm not joking. We're not fake. We don't, like, revise loads and loads before it. She doesn't know any of this stuff before I teach it to her in the podcast. So 
you are genuinely listening to her struggles. But <laughs> um, I think you have made some progress today. Yeah. If this is the first episode you've ever listened to, I apologise. If you want to contact <laughs> us, you can go to teachmescience.co.uk. You can go to Twitter at teachmebiologycast. Drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And we've also got Instagram, and that is at teachmebiologycast. Was that the bell? Yep, that was the bell, yeah. Okay, fantastic. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what have you got uh, now? Uh, chess club. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got chess club. I've been confused. And who have you been? Frustrated. <laughs> and this has been Teach Me Biology. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>